دایی یه فرصت خوب حالا پشت مدافع خدا داد عزیزی توی دروازه گل گل برای ایران خدا داد عزیزی Hi, welcome to another episode of Gold Bazan. Uh, I'm joined today by Pejman and Arya. My name's Sina. And today we're talking about the Iran-Bosnia game, the 2-0 win um, on Thursday. But before we get into the episode, Arya conducted an interview with Harris Makonya, uh, a journalist from Bosnia. And so we'll go to that now. Joined by Bosnian sports journalist Harris Makonya. Thanks for joining us, Harris. How are you doing? Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody listening to the to the pod. How are you? Great for having you on. Really appreciate you coming on just to speak about um, the obviously Iran Bosnia game yesterday. Before we do that, can you tell me about how people can find you and your and your work? Yeah, I I post most of my work on Twitter. So my Twitter handle is at uh, Haris Merkonya N one. That's something I use for for work. Uh, I don't use Facebook or any other platforms. Uh, Twitter is, in, is more than enough for me. So uh, I tweet in, in, in Bosnian and Italian and, and English. So anything that uh, people might be interested in uh, about Bosnian football, about the Bosnian national team, not only in football, but other sports as well, um, feel free to check it out. Fantastic. Uh, just your thoughts on yesterday's match between Iran and Bosnia. I know you're actually from Sarajevo as well, so... Obviously, that was your home, your home city they were playing in. How was the game for you? Well, I, I've seen the, the match on, on TV because, um, because of the uh, protocols, strict protocols uh, for COVID-19. I couldn't actually attend the match in person at the stadium. But I feel that I have a better perspective watching, watching the match on, on television than, than live. Uh, and uh, I didn't, uh, from Bosnia's side, I didn't like what I saw because uh, days before the, the match was scheduled to start, uh, we were getting um, information that uh, Bosnia was going to, uh, was going to play with uh, essentially a B team. Uh, not a lot of um, players that usually play in the national team were going to play in this match. Uh, Dusan Bajevic, our, our national team coach, wanted to have fresh legs for uh, the upcoming matches against uh, the Netherlands and Italy. Uh, and I knew that, that there, were going, there were going to be problems um, creating uh, in, in the match versus uh, Iran because some of the players that played last night have never actually played with one another before. Uh, so with that in mind, I thought that this was not going to be an easy game. But it, it was, for Bosnia, it was even worse than, uh, than I expected because, um, okay, we were not favorites looking at the FIFA rankings. We are num- we're at number 51. Uh, Iran is, uh, I believe, 29th, uh, which speaks to a level of quality uh, at least in some part uh, of the two of the two national teams, but uh, I saw absolutely no energy, no um, no will to press high, which is something that uh, the national team of Bosnia and Herzegovina does. Usually, uh, they press you high to to get the uh, possession of the ball and try to create something and always keep you on the back foot. Uh, I saw none of that. Uh, the 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 defense was absolutely shocking in my in my opinion because uh, some of the guys that were playing last night uh, were out of position uh, half the time or even more than than half the time and it's no no surprise really that Iran managed to uh, quite comfortably I say uh, I might say uh, win win this match two to nothing uh, the, the the main thing that we've been missing is someone in the front to help uh, in the build-up, someone like Edin Dzeko, who is sadly COVID-19 positive, 
and had to stay in Rome. But I don't I don't even know if 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 he was going to play anyway because uh, of these other matches that I was talking about previously. Um, but we were we were. Uh, missing someone that was going to go between the lines and try to create a pass uh, that was going to to create a chance to sc- to score a goal. I believe that Bosnia, the first first actual shot on goal that we had, it, it wasn't even on goal, but it was a shot generally, was in the 85th minute or something like this. So not a good display from uh, from the from the Bosnian uh, national team. Uh, the results uh, have been really bad under this uh, national team coach Dusan Bajevic. He's been uh, at the helm for six games. We've uh, we've won none of the none of those. We have uh, two draws against uh, uh, against Italy and the Netherlands in the Nations League, and the uh, four matches, including one that was going to send us to the uh, Euro playoff finals. Um, uh, the Nations League playoffs uh, finals, sorry, uh, was won against uh, Northern Ireland that we also lost on on penalties. So it's been a slow, steady decline for the national team of Bosnia and Herzegovina, and the trend seems to be uh, seems to be continuing and not slowing down anytime soon. Yeah, perfect. Uh, I think you can you can see that Iran got the revenge after the. 2014 World Cup. <laughs> yes, the, the 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 match we've played seven times, I think, uh, up until now, and uh, we've lost five matches. We've drawn once, but the the match that really counts, uh, we won uh, in 2014. Breaking Iranian hearts just when they'd started to beat again. Yes, of course. Maybe we can. Replay that game in, in in the next World Cup. We'll see. Uh, yeah, hopefully so. But uh, the way the Bosnians playing, I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> um, okay, so the next games for Bosnia uh, are between uh, with uh, Netherlands and Italy. How do you think they're gonna go? Well, you know, I've just uh, finished an hour ago recording an interview with uh, one of our national team players, Amir Goyak who played 45 minutes in uh, last night's uh, match. Um, the words are words of positivity and the messages are, are, are messages of being hopeful to get uh, a result. But I believe that uh, the players and the fans are quite disillusioned with this generation of, uh, of players. I do not believe that we have enough uh, to get away with three points, either with the Netherlands or with Italy. Um, if we play really well, I believe that we can uh, we can draw one of those two games. But uh, having no Edin Dzeko up front, uh, again, with the COVID-19 situation, uh, other th- three players that were that were tested uh, yesterday and confirmed positive to COVID-19. I don't. I do not think that we have the right personnel to go and chase a positive uh, positive result uh, in the next two matches. Um, the the national team coach Dusan Bajevic, he says that uh, he is hopeful that uh, they are going to make it, but um, increasingly. Uh, the uh, the confidence of the of the players and of the fans of Bosnia and Herzegovina is is getting more and more down. So uh, I don't know uh, if I have to if I have to give you uh, some kind of a prediction. I believe that we lose both games, but I hope that we get away with something in the end. Well, we wish you the best of luck in, in those next two uh, UEFA nations. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, Goldbazan. I really appreciate your your time. No problem. So, Pejman, what do you think of the game? Well, uh, where should I start? Maybe from the lineup. I was uh, happily surprised that a lot of those players that I wanted to start started, such as Abed Zadeh, Mohammadi, and Maharami at the same time. And most of all, at front, we had Koli Zadeh and Kavir Ezai, um, because they start more or less every game in Belgium with Charleroi. So, it's, it's important to use that momentum in the national team as well. So uh, from, uh, from a standing point of the, of the lineup, uh, I couldn't ask for more, to be honest. Uh, maybe Majid Hosseini should, maybe at start, but at least get some playing time. 
the game in general, I'm, I'm sure we will get into the details, but I think the first half was, of course, the more entertaining one, the better one, although Iran scored both goals in the second half. Uh, it was like a friendly you usually is. The, the game kind of gets, you know, ruined more or less due to all the changes. Iran had a couple of uh, changes that they had to do due to injury. And the Bosnia as well. That's always, you know, uh, quite worrying when it's a friendly game. Uh, but I must say, I'm all in all pleased with with uh, Iran. I think they tried to to play some attacking football. Uh, it was maybe a bit worrying to see that our midfield wasn't in its best shape. Uh, as Atalay coming in changed that somehow, some bit. But we still got a lot of work to do there. But all in all, uh, Iran should, Skocic, the coach, should be pleased uh, about how their players performed, performed. Yeah, I agree with you. I think a lot of people, um, there was a lot of good performances, a lot of good nuggets we could take away from that game. Um, I thought, you know, yeah, Saida Zatolai stood out for me, but we can talk about that a bit later. Arya, what did you think of the Bosnia team? Did they, did they like, line up how you expected? Did they play how you expected? What did you think? Yeah, actually, <clears throat> I was surprised uh, by how poorly they played. I mean, uh, you saw Harris was talking about it. He was very disappointed in, in, in their performances um, from first and second half. They really never got going. They didn't get any shots on target, as he said, until the 85th minute. Um, Pjanic couldn't really get himself into the game, even though he started. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting him to start at all. Um, they obviously had Amr Goyak, who's a, a very experienced player in, in the Bosnian national team. He couldn't get involved in the game. Um, but they didn't have enough. I mean, I was really disappointed. I thought they would really give Iran a challenge. I was I was speaking in the in the preview about how, you know, the possibility that their players will be fitter than us because they've already started their seasons because they're playing in Europe. But that didn't seem the case. Iran seemed more up for it, even though Iran had only had, I think it was three training sessions together. So, you know, with all that being considered and, you know, a, a new coach only um, scored his second game in charge, it was a brilliant performance. Also, the, the thing to speak about um, is the formation we'll get onto just now. But, you know, with a new formation as well, once again, you know, it looked really, it looks like Scottish knows what he's doing in terms of, he wants to really understand his players, which is uh, quite um, commendable. Yeah, I fully agree with you. And I think it's a different sort of coaching style. I think when we had Carlos Queiroz, he, he didn't play as much to the players. He played more to a, to a system in his mind. And that was a very defensive system. So, yeah, it's, it's quite refreshing to see something a bit different. I mean, obviously, we're used to the Carlos Queiroz sort of era. But you know what? I think I think let him let him try this this structure, see how it works. You actually predicted a loss, I remember, in the last episode. So it's pretty good we got the two 0 win. I predicted two yeah, yeah, one. I, I did. think Pejwan did two one as well. I, I also never I, I didn't think that they would, they would even start their main players like Goyak and and Pjanic, and they did. So I mean, yeah. again, fantastic performance from Iran. You talk about the the formation area. What do you, Pejman? What do you think about the formation and the formation change when when Eza Tolai came on? Because obviously started off with a three four three, and then shifted to a three five two when Eza Tolai came on. Yeah, you know I said this many times in the pod before. At the end of the day, it's just numbers. The modern football of today, you're not stuck with one kind of system, one kind of playing style. Uh, during one game, the players must, or they're at least used to change formation depending on how the game develops. So, but nevertheless, we had three uh, three defenders, and uh, that's maybe it works against uh, Bosnia that really couldn't get get their uh, game going, but. I think Iran will get punished against better teams that can take advantage of that and then makes it all of a sudden from 3-5-2 to 5-3-2 if, you know, players like uh, Ehsan uh, and Milad Mohamedi and Sadaq Mohamedi all have to play defenders all of a sudden. So, and maybe Kanoni sh- should be, should he be the, like the, the, the leader 
in the defense, I don't know. I don't think that will work out when Iran plays against stronger opponents. Um, so we, we're so used to this uh, K-Rush system of, what was it, like four to... What was it? I don't even remember. But uh, it was yeah, quite... Yeah, 4-3-1, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 4-5-1, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. fluid midfield with defending. Yeah, 4-2-3-1, four, four, in my opinion, uh, was, was how K-Rush yeah. played. Uh, to be honest, I, I don't give much uh, thought about the the numbers. I'm just pleased that uh, a lot of the good players that I wanted to see play played and show that they're versatile and they're available to play in different kind of formations. So, uh, yeah, let's try that uh, a couple more games and see how it develops. You talked about Kanani being potentially the leader in, in the centre-back sort of partnerships that there's developing. Obviously, throughout the, throughout the past, we've had so many big leaders in, in the Iranian defence. And I'm wondering who, who is going to step up and be that, that, the leader in the defence. Uh, Obviously, Purali Ganji could also be a choice. But, I mean, Arya, what did you think about the defending during the whole game? Well, um, obviously, it was a back three and it looked... It looked good for the, the the full 90 minutes of the match in terms of keeping a, keeping the clean sheet. Uh, Obadzada, first of all, was fantastic. You know his distribution was was unbelievable. You know he's such a great distributor of the ball. You, I don't think people realise how good he is with his feet. Um, his passing is wonderful. The back three um, was great was great in terms of keeping a clean sheet, but also Purali Ganji playing that sweeper role. I think it suits him very well. You know, I think that's the kind of position you want to see him play, where he's got a bit more freedom on the ball. Um, obviously, he used to be a midfielder, so you can even play a bit higher up sometimes, bring the ball to defence, so he was more comfortable there. Um, you were speaking about Kanoni. Look, Kanoni had a good game yesterday, um, as did Khalid Zadeh, two players that I'm not a big fan of. Maybe not so much to do with their playing style, more towards their attitude. I don't really like Khairiza's attitude. Uh, Kanoni, I feel like, is just a wee bit too slow on a transition. You saw that in the Japan game, the semi-final of the Asian Cup. He got beaten you know, time and time again for pace. So he's a good player, but I, I don't know long-term if he is the right guy. But the back three worked. Um, so I'm, I'm happy with that. You know, I, Obviously, I'd love to see Majito Saini play uh, but he didn't. He has not played for ages, mm. so he doesn't deserve it, you know. <laughs> well, who do you think out of out of our defense? You know, sticking with you, Aria, Who do you think out of the defense at the moment could be that leader that that yeah. that Pejman was talking about? Well, Purali Ganji for me is the guy. You know, he he has so much um, experience. First of all, playing in, in various countries around the world: China, Belgium. Um, sees Qatar, you know, he's played in, in various clubs. He's got that experience. He's been at the World Cup. He's been at, he's been at two Asian Cups. He's the guy, you know, and I think he could be a captain for the national team as well. Khalid Zadeh obviously is the oldest out of them out of the out of the lot, but for me, Khalid Zadeh, you know, he has a he has that idiotic attitude that, as a fan of the national team, it worries me. Uh, but I hope that he, he continues the way he's done so far in the last two games. He's, he's kept his mouth shut, you know, so that's good. But at the same time, you never know what's going to happen with him. But I'm, I'm glad, you know what, I'm really glad he left Persepolis as well. I think Persepolis was a was a burden on on his career. Um, not in a bad way. He was obviously playing well for them, but he, was, he, was, he wasn't quite hitting potential the way he, 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 should, he should be. I think he should have been in Europe a lot earlier on in his career. Um, so yeah well on the subject of extreme personalities uh, Pejman we spoke about Ramin Rezaian last episode and and obviously the, the absence from, from this squad did you think the fullbacks that we played in this game obviously uh, Moharami and Milad Mohamed you were playing I, for me they were decent for me they performed well what did you think? Um I think Moharabi maybe haven't hadn't had the best game so far in the national team. Uh, to, for me, he he struggled. Maybe it's he was a bit nervous because this was like finally he getting a chance to play. Maybe it was something else. 
I think Maharami could have done better, to be honest. But uh, I still think that in these kind of games where Iran plays some attacking football, uh, we're supposed to have like these speedy wingers. Uh, that's what Ramin uh, is good at. And he's also, I don't want, you know, <laughs> I'm starting to sound like a fanboy of Ramin, but uh, he's, he's been decent uh, in defending as well. So I still think that he should get called up. I still think that he should be in the squad and getting some play time. Uh, so uh, beating Bosnia with uh, Milad, with Ehsan, with Sader, yeah. That's good, but uh, I think we need a couple of more players there for the competition, at least. Yeah, I, I fully agree with you. I think that for, the, for those fullback positions, it, it's looking a bit light. I think there needs to be a few more players pushing for that because I think, yeah, Miliad Mohamed uh, is probably our best player there for me. Um, if Rezaian, uh, Ramin Reza is, isn't, isn't in the squad, but... I mean, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, I just want to give the spotlight more to the goalkeeper. We we kind of skipped a towel, but for me, Abed Zadeh, as as you said, um, Arya, he had a really good game. I th- I thought he had a really good game, even though he didn't see that much action. When he did, handled it really well, handled it really professionally, uh, really confident. Distribution was really good. For some, I didn't actually expect the distribution to be that good, but it was you know first class for me. What did you think about Arya? Well, like I said before, I think Obazir is a very, very high-level distributor of the ball. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, uh, Pasha, the guy, obviously, who's been part of our podcast for a while, he went to school with Obazir then. He even said to me that when they were in the same school team together, Obazir was more of a midfielder back then. He played in midfield for his school team, and he was one of the best, you know, in that, 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 that period. So he has... He has the ability with his feet. We know that, um, and he's a good goalkeeper as well. He, he makes saves, which is very, very, very important. Yeah, I thought I thought he had a really good game, and it'd be interesting to see in the next game what's going to happen with the goalkeeper position because obviously Baron Van will probably be the first choice, but Abazad is definitely giving you know the manager a run a run uh, for the decision because I don't think it'll be an easy decision for him uh, because they're, they're both top top notch goalkeepers. Um, so I'd be interested. What do you, just a quick from from you, Pejman? What do you think about the goalkeeper position? For me, Abedzade is I think is better than uh, Beiraman, to be honest, uh, and that's because he makes l- not lesser mistakes than Beiraman. Beiraman can be awesome and do amazing saves, but uh, he also his timing in the air, despite being so tall is not where it should be. Maybe him uh, playing now in Antwerp, at least training in the, in the, uh, in a European club, uh, have improved that. But uh, he's not that young. It's not so easy to improve at his age as well. But uh, for me, Abed Zadeh is, is a smarter goalkeeper. Uh, I would like to see him play in the World Cup qualifiers as well, as long as Beiraman isn't playing, he haven't played for I don't know how long. It's been since he was in the Paris Police. So uh, this is maybe a message from Skocic to Beiraman. You know, if you're not playing in the uh, at club level, somebody else will take your spots. And uh, for Be- for Abed Zadeh's sake, I hope he plays. For Beiranvan's sake, I hope he'll get some playing time in Antwerp and uh, makes a, have a good fight on the first spot in the national team. That will be fun. But don't don't sleep on Nia's man either. He's a he's a top goalkeeper. Uh, I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah I'll take, he's good. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I th- I think we're pretty we're pretty solid in that position. I I like our goalkeeper positions. I, I'm maybe striker. I'm also quite confident with, but. Out of all the positions, I really like our goalkeepers currently. So how about we go on to midfielders now? So, yeah, we saw a different formation, obviously. But the midfielders, <clears throat> for me, they weren't, they weren't too bad. So we had Norolahi and then Hajsafi. And then, obviously, Ezra Tolahi came on later on in the game. 
before before we talk about Ezra Torlahi, what did you think about the midfield, Arya? The midfield, uh, I think Nurullah, he played a, a decent game. He, he did what he had to do. It was tough for him because he was uh, very much alone in there. I don't think Hoy Safi was helping him. Um, Hoy Safi was like a 50-year-old, 50-year-old man. Uh, you know, he plays like a 50-year-old man who's never played in a game in his life. Peshman, you're not on mute, mate. Um, Sorry. Yeah, no problem. So, yeah, so Haisafi just, just looked so slow and laboured on the ball. Um, he made one tackle in the first half. You know, it, it was just like, why? Like, why is a guy with 111 caps playing like this, you know? And why is he being allowed to play every single game and keep the captain's armband when he's not playing like a leader, you know? Uh, but no, he played well. Ezatolai came on, he was fantastic. You know, immense physicality. The assist for Goyadi was, you know, world class. You know, first touch, you know, into his path and then a, t- uh, a touch and a hit. And then Karimi, I thought Karimi came on and did really well, actually, in, in the last minutes of the game. I think he did came on. He came on. He brought the tempo down a little bit and kind of kept the, the game a bit steady. Nuraf Khan, for me, isn't the, isn't the player. He's not the kind of player the national team needs. Nuraf Khan is uh, he's a crazy guy. You know, he's a bit crazy. What do you mean by that? He's, he like he likes to get stuck in. He doesn't. He, he likes to get stuck in. He likes to get. He likes to tackle. I, I, he's one of those guys who he will he will get a red card if you if he if if the game is tight he'll get a red card. <laughs> you know, he's a bit crazy. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Don Rafkan personally. I don't, one of the reasons why he went to Belgium and he, he didn't he didn't play many many games there was because I don't feel like he he fit the system at all. Well, you talk about Hodge Safi, but I mean, I, I'd still love to give him the benefit of the doubt because he has been a really good servant for, for Team Melli. And he's, for me, I mean, yeah, he didn't perform too well in the Bosnia game. But if you think back to the World Cup, I, I, I still think there's, there's still games in him um, in the future. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe you are right. Maybe in the, if, if in the next few games he doesn't perform, then I don't know what will happen. But even still, I... I I like him because he's a very versatile player. He can play, obviously, left-back. And he's pretty much played in a lot of different positions. Um, so I think he's a good presence to have in the dressing room as well. Um, but yeah. yeah, see, but yeah. You're making a good point. You're making a good point. Because, uh, let, let's be honest, we don't know what Skocic told Ehsan before the game. How he's supposed to play, his role, he's supposed to play, his role, his responsibilities. You know, uh, sometimes when you give players some um, instructions that they can't handle well, uh, or it at, at least it doesn't show how they're handling it, it's hard to uh, to give them, you know, being so critical against them. Uh, I personally would like to see the game again and maybe just focus on, on uh, Ehsan, because in my mind, he's a smart player. Uh, he, he very... It's not so often that he isn't on the right spot, but maybe sure he uh, he get fooled and uh, maybe he he every now and then get a yellow card that's really unnecessary. But I would like to see the game one more time, just focusing on Ethan and see yeah. uh, what was his role in the game. Well, the, the thing, the problem I've got with him isn't so much positioning. You know, he knows how to position himself. He's played 111 games for the national team. It's not that about his positioning and all that. The thing I don't like about him that really annoys me is he overhits every single pass. He hits it so hard. Yeah. It's like, mate, just hit it a little bit less, man. He loves the long he, passes as he well. He loves to hit the ball overly hard, you know, like long shots. Like, you know, you're not Roberto Carlos, mate. You know what I mean? Chill out. Like, you know, take a bit off the passes. That's the only thing. That's the only criticism I have from, from a technical standpoint. He does tend to overhit everything it really puts people under pressure because he loses the ball another thing with him is like i say he's lost a lot of pace you know over the last year i don't know what happened with when he went to tiraktor but his pace is gone you know that's that's my issue from a physical standpoint that's my issue with him yeah i mean he is he is against that age where, where pace will drop off i think that's just natural but we'll see we'll see what happens like uh I still think he's got a few more games in him for, for Team Melly for sure. Whether he lasts until the next World Cup, I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. But 
But even still, I, I think there might be a place for him. But moving on, um, I want to focus on Ezra Tolahi for a little bit, Pejman. Because last last podcast, I asked you, should Ezra Tolahi have featured in the squad? And you said yes. And I I, I think we would have all agreed has did the performance that he that he did in the Bosnia game has that solidified his position even further? Why not? Because the competition on that spot isn't it's that difficult, like compared to the goalkeeping position that we talk about and uh, the strikers as well. Uh, it's Nurullahi, it's uh, Omid Murafkan, maybe uh, some other player that can play there, but usually doesn't. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, he showed himself that as long as he can play regular club football, he should start in a national team as well. And this is also a good uh, move maybe by, by Skocic, you know, showing that if you play regular football, it's uh, it's much higher chance for you to play regular in the national team as well. Uh, as we saw, he's a smart player. He uh, He can help the team a lot but uh, for me he's not 100% sure that he should start every game uh, he, he needs to uh, keep improving he needs to be consistent because that's that's his main problem he's not consistent enough in playing time uh, and let's hope this this time in Denmark really have helped him make him a smarter player making more smarter choices and helping the national team at the end. Do you think? Do you think is the he shouldn't be featured in your in your opinion? He, he shouldn't feature as a, as a as a you know a regular starter. Well, because he isn't consistent. Where do you think that comes from? Do you think it's it's, it's sort of like from the mental side? Do you think it's just because he hasn't been playing playing as many games? He's moved quite a few different clubs in different countries, different playing styles. Like, why do you think it is? Uh, well, I think you 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 nailed it. Uh, he played in a lot of clubs, but he have never played an entire season in one club. At least, when well, I mean, he's playing, I mean, being regular, or at least you know having some play time. And uh, he's what he's like twenty three years or something, twenty four. I don't know. And uh, the last four years, the amount of games that he played in club level are, are too low. It's not enough. It's not enough today to just be a good player and a, a, a talent. The best, in my opinion, the best way to improve is to play football games, not just train every now and then or maybe uh, train, play with the uh, second squad so you get some playing time. If you want to be with, among the best and if you want to show yourself among the best, then you have to play among the best. And uh, now he's finally doing that in Denmark. But I just hope that this doesn't make his ego become too big, which I believe it have done in the past. And that's why maybe he haven't really succeeded. Uh, I don't know if because of the fame or whatever that's made it too difficult for him and, and bad luck with some injuries. Uh, I, you know what I think? I think he needs like a mental coach. Probably. Yeah. The that's why I asked. Yeah. That's why I asked for the mental side because he, think about it as well. He's so young, but he's he's played in so many different countries, even at his young age. Like he played played in Iran, he played in England, played in Russia, across like different teams in Russia, uh, Belgium, and now he's in Denmark. Like he's moved across so many different countries Spain in well. such little time. Yeah, Spain as well, Atletico Madrid, yeah, you're right. It's just I, like he hasn't solidified a position, he hasn't solidified a place. I think the consistency, the consistency comes from that. What do you think, Arya? You know, I think you're, you're, I, I agree with both of you. You know, he's a very good player. But you know, I don't know if you saw when he came off the bench when he was coming on to get subbed on. If you'd seen him, like just the physique of the man, you know, six foot three, absolute giant, and. You know, he came on, the first thing he did was to win the ball, counter-attack, obviously a bad pass, but second goal, great pass for Cardi. We know the talent he has. He is unbelievable when he's on form. And in the World Cup, he was fantastic as well. He really was. And we, we missed him in the Asian Cup. So 
as long as he stays fit, he stays eager. Stays eager is, is the most important thing. He has to be available all the time, you know, as a midfielder. Um, I'm excited for him and Nurullahi as a midfield tandem. I think they'll do really well uh, in the national team. I, I like Karimi as well. I think Karimi is a very good midfielder. So I'm excited for the future. Yeah, I, I think Ezzatollahi, for me, when he came on, he actually changed the game massively because he was he was a leader in midfield. He was demanding the ball. He was he was already a few steps ahead of everyone else, so like thinking of his next pass. And it really changed the game, in my opinion. Quickly, Aria, just building on your point, um, how was Nurullahi for you? Did you like him? Did he play well? Yeah, yeah, I said before, yeah, Nurullahi was 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 fine. He did his job. He made a couple of mistakes. People will be, you know a bit critical of him for that. But as I said, I think he wasn't helped by how Safi in that midfielder. I thought he was decent. I thought he did his job. Okay, cool. So moving on from the midfielders, going on to the wingers. Um, I I didn't mind. I, I, they didn't stand out massively for me. Ami didn't stand out massively for me. Goli Zada definitely did. I, I liked his performance. We talked about him previous podcast. Um, I don't know, Pejman, you highlighted him before as well. Did he stand out for you? Yeah, I think he did. Uh, he made some good runs. He made some good attempts. Uh, he could score. He could have scored a goal. Uh, he made a couple of mistakes as well, which is uh, not unusual. Uh, let's not forget. Although we like him and praise him a lot, uh, he haven't played that many games in the national team. Uh, he's still new. He still maybe wants to show himself more than he. He should sometimes. The best way to play is to not make it too difficult and wanted to impress everybody. But uh, in general, I think his partnership with Kave can only get better in the national team and can only help Iran in the national team. So that would be lovely to see. Bahid Amiri, he did a couple of good things as well. He, he's like a, this kind of player that sometimes you wonder what, what, what he's doing on the field. And sometimes you're, you're so amazed by by his uh, his abilities, he unfortunately injured the the goalkeeper. It, it wasn't it was an accident, but uh, he almost scored a goal there as well. Uh, he's a hardworking guy, maybe a, a, a good player to have in the squad. When the rest of the players come come back, I don't know if there will be any room for Vahid, but he got my respect. To be honest, he got it. Yeah, I I I I liked Vahid. He, he wasn't bad. Khalizade definitely stood out for me. He's one of these players that I I really like watching um, because he's just one of these players that you expect he could change the game in an instant. If if there's any if there's a stalemate or a deadlock, just his skill could differentiate the game, and that's why I like having him in the squad um, as that sort of as that player. Just a quick word from you, Adia, about about the midfielders. Did you did they impress? Uh, sorry, the the wingers. Did they impress you also? Gorizade, for me, um, played well in the first half specifically. Um, I just felt, you know, playing on the left wing, it was a little bit isolated. I don't think he really uh, was able to get into the game on the left side. I don't think he had as much impact, especially in the second. I don't think he had much impact in the second half um, that he could have had. He obviously got injured as well. Um but he did well, you know. He was he was trying, as you said, you know. He was trying, he was trying to develop the game going forward. But he didn't really have much impact overall in in, in the goals. Uh, I mean, he obviously got the assist for a cover as his goal, good press. هنوز یک دقیقه تمام نشده در شروع نیمه دوم چه تغییری چه اتفاقی و like like Pedro said, he is a hard-working player. He is very experienced. He is a very good person as well. You know, if you ever listen to his interviews, he's a very um, well-spoken guy. He's a good guy to be around in the camp. But for me, I just don't know if he has the quality, you know, 
that's the problem. I feel like we have players of higher quality than, than him. For me, I think Mehrad Mohamadi is a better player than Vahid Amiri. You know, and they're both left foot. They both, both play roughly the same position. You know, I think Mehrad Mohamadi is better and he could have been called up. Uh, Shahab Zahidi can play in that position. You know, a little bit deeper behind the striker, and he's left-footed. You know, and then you've got players uh, even further back in the in the, in the pecking order. Mohebi was injured for this game, couldn't get called. Got Torabi. I don't see how he makes it to the national team. Yes, people are saying, you know, someone said he was a, he's a Matuidi type player, where you know he's a he's a guy you have in a squad or in the lineup for for the work rate. But I don't feel like he has the work rate as much as he used to. In the 2018 World Cup under Carlos Queiroz, when he was playing in midfield, you know, but now for Persepolis, he plays a striker next to Olekasir or or if it's Abdina, you know, so he plays as a striker because he doesn't have that work rate anymore, in my opinion, you know. So I don't know if he's that kind of player as the one we're kind of looking for. Uh, for me, Nurullah, he's that kind of player who gives you the work rate, uh, the work rate. So yeah, he was all right. He was all right. Yeah, he's another. I guess but, it, it's similar. Sim- yeah, go on. He did play. He did play. A good, I'm not gonna, you know, deny. It. He played well yesterday. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it, I mean, it's the same situation as uh, I guess you could say Hodge Safi, where, um, like the I guess they're losing. Like the the thing that makes Amiri uh, stand out is his work rate. That's that's the thing that you know differentiates him. That's the thing that that people love about him. But I guess once he he ages and that goes away, and then you got players such as Torabi and the other players that you said in the pecking order, I don't know if how how long that will last. And that's it's the same sort of question, really. Um, on the on the subject of wingers, Gaidi came on. Ezatulai, Gaidi, ba paychab mizane gol dovom. Chagat gashang zadin goro, Gaidi bedune max. Chagat tubiri ali dash ezatulai. و موز تلاش و انگیزه بالای خودش رو این بازیکن جوان میگیره در فرصت کمی که داشت گل دوم رو زد چه حریف خوبی این بوسنی برای ما بوسنی صرف ایران دو very nice goal uh, took it down half volley uh, right in the corner back at the nets it was a really nice finish what did you think about pejman <laughs> sorry guys had to unmute my mic um, it was a nice goal it was a goal that a goal scorer need to score uh he's he have a great season in Estherlal this year um he's had like a kind of bad boy attitude i don't know i don't know him personally so i don't know anything at all uh, he had been in some trouble in the past but it seems like this year he's got his shit together he's been able to perform uh the way that everybody expects from a young talent he's fun to watch uh could he uh, play? I mean, for me, Kave, uh, Mehdi Tarami, Sardar Azmoun, they all are above him. So it's maybe like him and Karim Ansari Fahad fighting for a position somewhere there. Uh, the good thing about uh, Qaidi is his age. He's, uh, he can stay in the in the national squad for a long time if he continues like this. Uh, although he's like a small player, he doesn't seem to have any muscles. Uh, he's a fast player. He, yeah, he's fun to watch. I think he, they call him like the little Neymar or something like that. Uh, he's got a good technique as well. I would like to continue seeing him progress. Maybe he won't get called up uh, for the World Cup qualifiers, but I'm sure he will do great with Esterlal and hopefully not too far in maybe let's say one year from now, he will go to Europe. That's uh, that's where he can take that step step to becoming a regular in the national team. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. There's so much room for him to develop. Like he's so young, and as you said, he, he is a very small sort of figure. Like when I when I first saw him, it just he looks about twelve. The guy, he looks so young. Um, but yeah, I think he, I think he's like eighteen, nineteen around that, and. Yeah, I, I think there's definitely room for him to grow, definitely, just because, well, I yeah, physically. I think he's like, sorry, 20, 21 yeah, something. 21, 21. I think he's 20. Yeah, oh, I 21. mean, he looks, he looks younger, younger than he is. He's married. He's yeah, married. he's got this he's boyish. Yeah. Oh, mashallah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. So yeah, fair enough. But he's still got a lot of time. Still got a lot of time. What did you think about it, Arya? Yeah, Clyde. Clyde is like he's a he's such a talented player, supremely skilled. Um, he's got great shot on him, left foot, right foot. Um, for me, he has to go to Europe. Simple as that. You know, you can't stay in Estella for this season. Okay, one more season, but. Next season, if he doesn't go to Estelle, well, he, he comes into the same territory as Torabi for me. You know, a player who failed to progress in his career. Um, I don't want that to happen to Gaudi. I think Gaudi is uh, I think Gaudi is better than Torabi. First of all, uh, I like Torabi as well, but I think Gaudi has got more more end product. Uh, but I think Gaudi has to go to Europe. Simple as that. Yeah, I th- yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think it, pretty much everyone would agree with you, because otherwise he just he would just stagnate. He would just stay the same. He needs to develop to become a regular, because otherwise he'll just yeah compete with like yeah the likes of Ansari Farad. So on the strikers, on the strikers, obviously Kavareza he got his start. Uh, Salah Azmoun wasn't playing. Uh, Pejman, what do you think about his performance? Well. He scored a goal, didn't he? And his his goal was was uh, a typical Kove goal, in my opinion. If you see his goal, how he does him in Chandra, this looks like a typical goal in uh, in Belgium for me. Uh, he still got room to improve in the national team. I think him and both Kolizade they did good, but I uh, I do believe that sometimes they maybe were a little bit too eager. Uh, Maybe they made a couple of wrong choices when they should have passed the shot and they, they take the shot instead. But maybe the shot would have been a goal and it was a, a right decision. So you, know, it, it, you can't really blame them for that. But Kave, in my opinion, is a guy that definitely should be in the squad. And he should, in my opinion, after... I don't know. This is the thing. Depends on how Scottish wants to play. Does he want to play Osmoon at front and Tony maybe on the left? Then maybe you have Kove as the first substitute. But if you want to have one striker only and then you have Osmoon, then Tony, then Kove, then we've got a problem. Or maybe Kove can play on the left or right side as well because he's versatile and he, he can play in different positions. Uh, he's too good to not be playing in the national team, but we have never had this this problem yeah. where we had too many good uh, strikers. It's you know, do you remember in for World Cup 2014? We were so happy that we found uh, Reza Kuchanejad. You know, we were like, oh yeah, finally a striker. But now we have like three, four really good strikers. Everybody playing in Europe. So, uh, this is uh, a good headache for Scottish, I believe. Yeah, it's strange because, as you said, 2014 World Cup, Ruchan Nejad came pretty much out of nowhere because he was obviously played for the Netherlands before and then he got called up to the Iranian national side. But we were missing a striker. He was the only one. Uh, but now, yeah, Scottish have got a, really, a real big headache because Rezai was playing... Like he's got a point to prove, in my opinion. I like was he was he was being quite risky in his playing. He was going for shots. He was, yeah. I th- I think he wants to give uh, the manager a headache because he he knows there's it's his place on the line. Um, but Adia, what did you think about his performance? Um, you know, he he'd only scored one goal for the national team uh, before this game. I think it was against Sierra Sierra Leone. That was when we played them, and then I think it was like uh, against their 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 U23 team or whatever it was. So he was... I was actually on that game, sorry. Yeah. Uh, it was in Azadi Stadium. Uh, it yeah. was before their 2018. It was a it, it was a strange team. It wasn't a, on the 23, but it was... Uh, one There's funny thing about that game... Lo- local uh, team. Yeah, one funny thing about that game is that uh, the Sierra Leoneans, uh, one time during their camp in Iran, refused to leave the hotel. Because uh, they hadn't get paid or something like that, and uh, it's like it's it's good to see that not good to see, but <laughs> there no, are other federations, <laughs> other federations other than the Iranian that's that are 
you know, doing bad things. But if I'm not mistaken, and this this somebody maybe on Twitter can can help me with this one. Uh, it was something that the Iranian Federation had done wrong. Maybe I, I believe that Iran was supposed to pay Sierra Leone to play in that game uh, because we couldn't find any any other team that wanted to play us. So they were supposed to get paid from the Iranian Football Federation, and they didn't. And somehow uh, they refused to leave the hotel. And there was also some issues where where the the bus from the hotel didn't come, so they have to like walk from the hotel to the to the stadium for training. Ah, oh, it, it was a mess. But what, what can you say? Only in Iran, that's what happens. <laughs> but um, yeah. But yeah, did you want to say something yeah, I'll before just, we move on? I'll just yeah. So basically, Reza he scored his goal. You know, he scored his goal, took it well. Um, missed a good chance in the first half. Could have easily put it away, in my opinion. Similar kind of position to Koshinaja's goal against South Korea. Um, and yeah, other than that, he played well. He, you know, he was eager for a, a, another goal for the national team, and he, he got it. So I'm, I'm happy for him. But I don't think he'll be a starter for the national team. I think Taremi and, and Osmond are the, are the first choice strikers. I think Taremi will play a little bit deeper than, than Osmond, maybe as a winger, like Page One said, but I think Rezae will be the first substitute. And I think Ansari Fard's um, time, the national team is over. Yeah, I actually agree. I, th- I think it's done for him. I don't, I don't think... I mean, yeah, he just he just made a move, but I, I don't think I don't really see his. Well, I mean, he I don't came see in, his role he anymore. Came in, he did okay, but he he only came in to play this game because Tony Me and Osmond, Osmond weren't there. That's what I, I don't yeah, think, exactly. I don't think he's any better than Shabzadi, for example. You know, and at this moment in time, I think that he's a better player than him. I also think that uh, Ali Ali. Oh played. man, that, that's yeah, a harsh one. I don't agree with you. I think Karim is is better. I think Karim at his high is really really good and i think it was a smart move for him to move back to greece uh, a top club uh playing in the europa league so uh he is uh trying to get a position uh, uh, a a place in the at least yeah. uh in the squad uh karim is a he, he is really good to be honest i i like karim i think he's good one on one he's a classic striker and he can also give. Uh, he's one of those players, to be honest, that gives Scottish a uh, headache. So uh, n- the, don't the, count the, him out. The one player that I think that we need to be looking at for the future um, to to maybe even compete with COVID is uh, Syed Manish. I agree. He, he is the top guy to look for. I fully agree. With you. Yeah, I, I first time I saw him play, it was class. Um, I think we were saying in our group chat, like <laughs> we were talking about him in our group chat. He's he's such a good prospect, but obviously didn't feature in this in this match. But so should we move on from the strikers? Have you got have you guys got any any more points you want to say about Carl no, Rosley think, and so No, I think we can go to Twitter questions now. All right, uh, cool. Yeah. Um so the first question comes from um Omid Goldshiri. On, on Twitter, uh, tag is Omid G9. He asked, do you think the 3-4-3 formation works well for Team Melee or uh, was this just a one-time test? Should we continue with it? Obviously, the last game he played with a 4-3-1-2. He, then, then he moved to a 4-2-3-1. So, you know, he's played, I think it was like almost four formations in the last two games. What formation, basically, do you guys think should be Cena? I think this formation worked actually, but it's difficult to say because they're friendlies and the intensity isn't that high for the formation to get tested as much. But yeah, I, I quite like this formation. Out of all the ones that we've played, I like the four I like the three four three. Um it worked for me with these players. But I, I don't think we should be setting our hearts on just one formation because I think every game that is gonna change depending on who is playing in that game. So, for instance, like if if Asmun once Asmun and, and and Ptolemy come back, this formation I'm not sure actually. Maybe maybe we'll play the same. I'm not I'm not quite sure. It'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah, and Pejman, obviously, I know you said there's just just numbers for you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, for me, <laughs> just numbers. Yeah, I, I, I will answer the, this the question. The biggest problem with a three 
at the back formation is, and we're speaking of some of the boys, um, that the attacking talent will be, you'll see less of them in a three at the back because then you, if you, so let's just say you have three, four, three, right? You have two wing backs already taking the two wide positions. That means you've only got to play two wingers and a striker. So that means you can, let's, let's just say you play Jan Bach, Tony Mane, Osman up front. That means you've got Gorizad on the bench, Gordus on the bench, Gaidi on the bench, Rezai on the bench, you know, uh, and so Far on the bench possibly. That means it's like five or six attacking players on the bench. Then, you know, you're, you're, you're losing all that talent. For me, we have to make use of that talent, especially against Iraq and Bahrain, teams that we can beat easily. So I don't think that the, the 3 4 3 formation is the best. But it's one to look at when we're playing a little bit more defensive. Um, okay, next question comes from um, Sami. Mario, when have Iran ever beaten Iraq and Bahrain easily? I was going to say Iraq was no, always no, a no, tough no, game. No, no, guys, guys, it's going to be an easy game. Trust me. It's going to be an easy game. Iraq has <laughs> never been around. easy. The next time, next question comes from Samon uh, Dige asks, uh, how sustainable is a performance like this through to the Iraq and Bahrain game? So how how good how important is this, is this friendly coming up for the the two matches against Iraq and Bahrain? Pejman. super important. Everybody hates the these uh, friendlies that are happening now, partly due to the COVID. Uh, so a lot of players can't even you know travel and play, and they're like there are too many unnecessary world, uh, friendly games. For Iran, that's not the case. Uh, Iran haven't played... As you said, this is like our second game in, in a year or something like that, almost, So uh, with a new coach. So it's really important for him to see his players uh, when it matters the most, when they're playing. Although it's a friendly, I think you could see uh, how the Iranian players played it. They didn't see this as a friendly. They saw it, as you guys also mentioned, a chance to show themselves for Scottish because they know that with a new coach, there's a new possibility they can they can even uh, they can play or they can get benched. Uh, yeah. So so yeah, really important uh, for yeah. Scottish to finally uh, be able to see his players. I think he still needs a couple more games to see what he actually wants to do. And his first really important game would be a World Cup qualifier, and that's quite soon. But yes. for me, it's what's good ones, important ones. See, now you're going to that. I, I mean, the only thing I want to add is that every friendly that we get, I'm, I'm just appreciated because so many of our friendlies have been cancelled. Like we, so many of them have been cancelled, or we play against teams that I guess aren't as as good on 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 a football basis. But Bosnia are a good team. Yes, they didn't play their first team. But even still, like it's decent. They're not bad. Whereas, like other countries, such as like Saudi Arabia, they get they get top sort of friendlies. So any friendly that we get, I'm I'm grateful for because it's it's a chance for players to show themselves, a chance for formations to get tested, and yeah, I, I'm just very thankful for them. Exactly, I agree. And another question, um, another question. Just I'll answer it myself because it's basically the same point as you guys made. Comes from uh, comes from Sima. A, Simone Paris on Instagram, she asks, has Scottish been lucky at these two games? Uh, has he been lucky with, this two, with these two games or has does it seem promising? So has he been lucky to win the, both? For me, uh, no, I think he's done it well. I think he deserved it. I think Hashim Yon's helped him a lot as well. Um, credit to this, this uh, camp. The last question, final question, comes from Kayvon Saramadi. Um, Yes, tag is K underscore Sanamadi on on Twitter. He asks, um, why would players like Kanani, Khalid Zadeh, Amiri play when you have Majid Hosseini and Mete Qaidi? So I'm, I'm assuming he's, a, he's an STL fan. Uh, why is Nehmati on the bench? Um, you know, basically he's saying, is there too many is is there too many Paris Police players being called up over STL players? Very so, no. common question. It always gets asked, doesn't it? I mean, I don't think either side will be happy if one side gets more calls up, calls up <laughs> than the other one. I, I mean, it's just yeah. a, it's just always a debate, isn't it? So there's no point really saying Look, anything on it. I know, I know, Pejmaz's points. Look, the the thing is, right? If you're playing good, 
you should be called up. It's as simple as that. Okay. Kanani and Kayazade are doing good. They're in the they got to the ACL final. They deserve it. RF Golami got called up for from Estek Law. He's a centre back. you know, he's done well. He got called up. Um you know, why is Magino Saini not playing? Because he's on the bench for Trabs on Sport. Doesn't deserve it. Simple as that. Uh, why is Amiri playing instead of Goyadi? I think Amiri played this game because we needed to press. I don't think Goyadi gave you the press uh, and the physicality. So that's why he started. Um, and Nemati on the squad. For me, Nemati is um, he's pretty crap. You know? So I'm not happy with him being called up. But it is what it is. Keeping it real. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Gold Bazan. Uh, be sure to listen to us on YouTube, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and also SoundCloud. We're on SoundCloud as well. Um, obviously, you can follow us uh, from you know, Pejman, Arya, and me, Sina. Uh, my own podcast, if you want to listen, is The Millennial Entrepreneur. And yeah. The next games will be Hong Kong, Cambodia, then Bahrain and Iraq in June. And we'll be sure to talk about them as well. So thank you. And we'll see you in the next episode. Hi, this is Kat and you're listening to Golbazan. And I hope you continue listening to their amazing podcast. Thank you all for the support. Love you, Golbazan.